This is the brisnet.com call-in show on the Horse Racing Radio Network. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Now, here's Bobby Newman and James Scully. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the brisnet.com call-in show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. I'm Bobby Newman along with James Scully. It's your hour, HRRN Nation, to call in talk about whatever you want in the world of thoroughbred racing. And there is a lot of stuff that's happened in the last week, James, including a big points qualifier last weekend out at Fairgrounds where Track Phantom uh, now got 20 more points on his road toward maybe the first Saturday in May. He is 30 points total, tied at the top with Breeders' Cup champ Fierceness. Yeah, it, he picked, it, was a, it was a good win. It was his second consecutive win in a points race at Fairgrounds. He had taken the gun, uh, Gunrunner Stakes in late December. And I, I thought it was a strong performance. I, I thought he looked, uh, you know, looked visually better uh, than he did in the gun runner. Now the pace was slow and the, and the speed rating didn't come back very fast. So he'll have to improve upon that. But all in all, you know, he looks like a progressive three-year-old for Steve Asmussen, who also had an exciting uh, Colt uh, break his maiden on, earlier on the undercard uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, you probably were going to ask me about him next anyway, so sorry to steal your thunder. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Hall of Fame broke his maiden the second time out. He broke slowly in his debut, finished a good second, going to some furlongs at Churchill Downs. And then he won a race earlier on the uh, Saturday's LeCompte undercard by 10.5 lengths. He's a $1.4 uh, million dollar purchased by Coolmore. And uh, and Aspussen basically said on uh, Sunday that he's going to – Aim both track phantom and hall of fame um he loves that series he plans on running track phantom and other oh, comp the risen star and the Louisiana derby and he's gonna aim hall of fame for the risen star as well all right number to get in is 888-966-4776 that's triple eight nine six six h r r n and i'm sad to say that this is our final week where we are giving away free 2024 racing calendars courtesy of brisnet and twin spires to our callers i know we've had a lot of callers already throughout the month of january but if you've missed out now is your last chance so give us a call anyone who calls in today gets a free 2024 racing calendar courtesy of brisnet and twin spires and we'll go out to the phones now tom in st louis welcome to the show my friend how are you all good tom how are you well, I'm doing fine. It was very interesting to hear what you guys thought of the LeCompte because I, I guess two things. Number one, I keep telling myself this is January, and every year with these derby points, there's always these horses that come out of nowhere that don't run in, you know, in these derby races until February and March and all of that. Second of all, when you compare it to fierceness and you compare it to, you know, uh, other horses and other performances, even the one where door knock, even though he was green and hit the rail and things like that. I just don't think these Louisiana horses, and maybe it was because there wasn't a real big pace up front. Maybe it's because the figures were slow. I came away from that thinking that these horses in Louisiana just did not, 
really passed my eye test as anybody. And I mean, you know, things can change in the in the hundred days that we have until the Derby. But there just wasn't a horse in there that I really thought, oh wow, this is a horse I really want to look at betting in the future pools, or this is a horse I really want to keep my eye on. I just think you're going to see better horses come along, whether it be you know in the Holy Bull you know, next week or, you know, you know, you've got four because of Oakland moving this, you've got four big prep races next Saturday, which I don't think that's ever happened before in February. I think it's wonderful, but I think you're going to see performances next Saturday of at least three horses that are going to be better than track phantom. And I walked away thinking that, that Ethan, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name entirely, Bobby. I apologize. Ethan Energy. But the, Ethan Energy. Yeah, I think Ethan Energy might be the best three-year-old of that whole of that whole group that ran last Saturday by the time you're all said and done. And maybe it won't be during Triple Crown season, but maybe by next summer or this upcoming summer, you're going to find this horse might be the best of that whole bunch as far as the three-year-old that ran. I just walked away thinking that. I thought that horse didn't have a really good trip. And, you know, just you know, kind of showed me some things as far as, you know, maneuverability and things like that, that I thought he might be the best three-year-old of the bunch of that, of that field of six by the time that we get to summer. Just, just my two cents guys. I, I just, All right, don't wait a minute. I, I don't, don't, don't go anywhere, Tom. Don't go so anywhere. I, I got a question for you. So you, you, yeah. you kind of, you kind of led with it um, because of the altered racing schedule at Oaklawn park. They are, there are going to be four, big three-year-old stake races on Saturday, February 3rd, James. And Tom, if I asked you to make a line, um, will this year's Kentucky Derby winner be running somewhere on February 3rd? And that could be the grade three Withers at Aqueduct, the grade three Holy Bull at Gulfstream, the grade three Robert B. Lewis at Santa Anita, or the grade three Southwest at Oakland. Will this year's Kentucky Derby winner be running in one of those races? Would would you make that a favorite, yes or no, as opposed to no, uh, he or she will not be running in one of those four races? Let me let me answer the question this way in the way that I think you started it when you said the odds. I would put the odds of that horse to wins the Derby that will be running next Saturday to be 7-2. to two. And, James, and, and to answer the yes or no portion, James, if you want to go double or nothing on the bet about the three-year-olds you know, running win plays in the, in the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic, I'll take I'll take the, the position that the winner of the Derby for another food food burgoo beverage choice whatever at the fall meet in Kingland I will make the first bet of 2024 on this show and I will bet that the Derby winner will be running in one of those four stakes not running next Saturday running in one of those four stakes next Saturday I'll make that bet with James right now so how strong I feel about it Bobby all right wait a minute so you're saying you're saying you think this year's Derby winner is running in one of those four stakes. Yes, I am. And not okay. only am I saying the odds are seven to two, I'm willing to bet a, a, a food or beverage of uh, James's choice at the Kingman Fall Meet because we won't know in the spring. Meet. Okay, wait a minute. So I, I may have missed, missed, I may have asked it incorrectly. I'm not asking what you think the price of the winner of the Derby will be. I'm saying the odds. No, no, of- no, no, no. No, I said I, I thought you said what the odds are of a horse that runs that, that's running next week wins the Derby. I would say of that bet, the odds are seven to two. But that if would I mean that the odds the, of them that would mean that the the other side of it that the uh, the horse who wins this year's Derby is not running next week would be like one to five or two to five. 
because there's only two options. Either yes, they're running next on Saturday, February 3rd, or no, uh, he or she is not running on Saturday. That's not a lot of choices. It's a yes or no. What, what, and, and if you're saying yes and would be favored, then that would be, you know, that would probably be like a three to five shot in that. Okay. Um, All right. I, I, I apologize, Tom. I pay a basket wrong. Know ex- I know exactly what Tom's, like, talking about. I mean, he's getting fierceness. He's the big derby favorite. But, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot can happen from here to there. And, you know, and he'll get some other nice horses as well from the Southwest and the Withers and potentially and, and maybe the Lewis. But, um, um, yeah, I'll take it against fierceness. Is it this early date? I mean, I get everybody else. Yeah, sure. Right. You uh, get, I'll you, take that you for get, double or nothing. I mean, and I also you, think he's misquoted me a little bit on the LeCompte. I mean, even as good as these races will be on February 3rd, I think all these races at these tracks get regressively deeper because, you know, you just add more horses from like the allowance and maiden rings that are coming along at this time of year uh, to the mix. So, you know, from the LeCompte, you know, I just thought the winner was encouraging track phantom. I'm not saying he's my derby pick by any means. All right. And by the way, like horses that are well known and highly regarded that are not running next weekend. Sierra Leone is certainly one of them. You mentioned other uh, he's pointing yeah. to the Risen Star. Basically anyone who's on the Louisiana path, somebody who might Locked. be on the Locked on the, is not running. Right. He's somebody running who's the, uh, on the Tampa week. like the Sam F. Davis Tampa Bay Derby path, not looking at that. We still don't know what's going to happen with these horses that are currently in Bob Baffert's barn if they're going to be switched somewhere else before the Monday deadline. So a lot of things going on. All right. Uh, let's go back to the phones. PK in Orlando. You've got Bobby and James on the brisnet.com call-in show. Hey, what's happening, guys? I haven't talked to you all since the beginning of January, and uh, that was when I got my calendar. So I do love it. I will make sure I call in every year to get one of those. All right. Glad you like it, um, my friend. So the conversation we were having, which I think I understood, is I listened to your Friday um, sports. Well, actually, I listen all the time when I'm, in, when I'm driving. But your Friday stakes uh, pick them. I like to look at that, but I use TVG for my OTB stuff, and they don't post the races on Saturdays till Saturday morning. But you guys already know who you're talking about. What site do I need to go to to look at that? Is there are there? I mean, is it Horse Racing Radio Network will show what tomorrow's selections are? Because the only way I would ever be able to do that was go to a a dog tracker an OTB somewhere in Florida and buy tomorrow's program. Wait, wait a minute. I, I'm misunderstanding what you're asking. So what, what is it that you're trying to get that you can't get on TVG but we, that we give you? You can tell me who's racing on Saturday and who's in it and what their odds are and look at past performances, whereas you can't do that on TVG. You can only get today's races. Now, okay. on some big races, they will have like Kentucky Derby Futures and stuff like that, but that's not every single week. Okay, I think I understand, and I, we appreciate your call, PK. Um, I think I understand what he means, James, and he's probably looking at when you're pulling up, um, you know, like a wagering menu for that day, uh, or, or some of these sites, you know, may only have past performances a day or so in advance. Uh, I know for myself, using the, the Brisnet PPs, um, they're available within minutes after the race, the overnight being drawn. 
I mean, so and when you're talking about places like fairgrounds and Gulfstream that draw a week, sometimes eight days in advance. I mean, I have my past performances way in advance. Now, it may take another day or two for the morning lines to come in. And that's because we're waiting for whoever the morning line maker is at the track to actually put the odds out. Um, But I'm getting them directly from the source. And I am assuming that if you're using PPs other than Brisnet, and I don't want to you know, mention who it is, but we all know the, you know, the other main source of PPs. If you have an account with them, you can get those PPs in advance. Obviously, you can go on to Equibase and pull up entries, and as soon as the odds are out, those are going to be shown there. I, I'm guessing that, that PK is waiting to get them directly from his wagering site, and maybe they don't put them up as early as you know, going to the source, like actually going to the Brisnet site and places like that. Yeah, but the Brisnet PPs that I use, they're also available. There's a handicapping store on Twin Spires, and, you know, they don't – it's not just day of the race. I mean, there's future PPs up there. It's like Saturday's Pegasus car. The morning line was available yesterday. I mean, that's updated with the morning line. Whenever it comes out, like you said, whether it's a week early or a couple days beforehand – um, yeah, there's, yeah, those, the PPs nowadays, uh, if you can't get them on the site you're using, you're not using the right site. I mean, it seemed to me, but I don't, I don't know what the issue is. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't want to bad mouth any other site, but that seems kind of odd that you wouldn't be able to get these further in advance PK than what you're saying. Uh, and if so, I mean, there are plenty of other places and you can, you know, I mean, it, the the fact is maybe he, he may be getting comp PPs there and has to wait for them, that kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if well, you it's know, like, plan- you know, the thing it like like with the Twin Spires, you know, or I mean, if you're downloading like today for Saturday, uh, you know, it's going to go on your bill. But once you wager like two bucks on a horse on Saturday's program, you know, that comes right off. So you never get charged for it. So it's a deal where, you know, we have like PPs that are free. Uh, you know, if you wager $2, make any $2 bet on the program. And, uh, you know, even if you get them in a day in advance, you're still going to get credited the next day. Believe me, PK, I wish I could make it sound like we're special and we just get things that other people don't get. But that's not the way it is. Um, so uh, hopefully you're able to uh, get these through other sources and maybe not waiting for them Um from your uh, the company that you're using right now to place your bets. All right, uh, we are going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the big races coming up this weekend. Of course, they've got a mega stakes day at Gulfstream Park. Don't forget, this is the final day for all callers to get that free 2024 racing calendar. Uh, courtesy of Brisnet and Twin Spires. Simply give your name and mailing address to our producer, Lee Delapino, when you call in, and he will make sure that you get that calendar sent out to you uh, very, very shortly. The number to get in is 888-966-4776. Brisnet.com call-in show on HRRN. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com performance plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at Brisnet.com slash plans. 
American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, sire stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet is the handicapper's edge. There are plenty of thrills at Gulfstream Park with live thoroughbred action Friday through Sunday and simulcasting seven days a week. Join us on track for weekend stakes races. Dine trackside in 10 ponds with an elevated view of the track and grab a cool cocktail in the Carousel Club. For reservations, tickets, and more, head to GulfstreamPark.com. Race to Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void where prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Don't miss the Equine Forum every Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on HRRN. Mike Penna brings you the latest in thoroughbred racing, featuring interviews with trainers, jockeys, owners, and other racing insiders. Plus, exclusive segments you won't hear anywhere else. The Equine Forum, the show that launched a network. Saturdays, 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern, Sirius 162, XM 207, and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back. Brisnet.com call-in show here on HRRN. Bobby Newman, James Scully, your hour HRRN nation to call in. Talk about this great sport of horse racing we love so much. Your final chance to get a free 2024 racing calendar courtesy of Brisnet and Twin Spires. All callers tonight will get that calendar mailed out to them. Let's go back out to the phones, James. Vince in Buffalo, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, how you doing, guys? I haven't called in a while because I actually thought you guys were off the air. I, I listen for in the mornings and there's no show on. and uh, I just thought you guys were off, but I got a couple comments. First of all, if fierceness doesn't get hurt, he will win the Kentucky Derby. Second comment is I'm very disgusted to see that Bob Baffert has the favorite in the Pegasus. We need a governing board that covers everything, every track. He should, cheats do not belong in our sport. Uh, and uh, and I, one other thing, I just found out today that Naira uh, is putting seats on or uh, putting entrance fees uh, February 15th to get into Saratoga for the Belmont. They're uh, $30 on Friday, $50 on on Belmont Day at Saratoga. I mean, it's just it's just wrong. Uh, that's not a, that's not a seat. That's the grandstand. I went to the 1998 Belmont. I got in the clubhouse. For five dollars, 
and got Angel Cordero's autograph. So I'll hang up and listen to you. I, I don't like that $50 thing, and I'm going. I got hotel. I got hotel reservations. All right, Vince. All right. Um, by the way, your radio was up, so we could hear it in the background. So three things that Vince is talking about. The first thing is uh, he thinks if fierceness stays healthy, He's going to win the Kentucky Derby. I would say a lot of people agree with that. James, fierceness just closed out as the single entrant favorite as far as Kentucky Derby future pool wager number three uh, goes, which ended this past Sunday. Uh, all other three-year-olds still the favorite, uh, but fierceness the, uh, the clear favorite of those as far as the single entrants. And let's face it, um, his Breeders' Cup juvenile win was jaw-dropping, and uh, everything we've been reading about fierceness makes it sound like he's training up a storm and he's on track to, to run in the Holy Bowl then hopefully run in the Florida Derby and then hopefully run in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, the only thing I would say to this, James, and I don't know if you agree, is that you know a lot can happen between now and the first, and the first Saturday in May, and I'm not talking about just health-wise and things with fierceness. I'm saying... Just because he's where he is right now doesn't mean others can't get uh, to that point. I mean, this might be, uh, I don't know if this is a great example, but Arazi, back in 1991, when he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, a lot of people left that day thinking, there's no chance that anyone can beat this horse. I mean, he's so much better than everyone. And he just didn't improve from being a two-year-old to a three-year-old, and other horses caught up to him. He turned out to be a nice horse. He didn't turn out to be the superstar that everyone thought he was. So that was a great race. Fierceness was great in his maiden win. He was great in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, But you just don't know who could come and catch up to him. Um, Regarding the the, the Bob Baffert situation, uh, news coming out uh, within the last couple of days, James, that Bob Baffert and Amir Zidane have have basically halted their efforts to go against Churchill Downs and, and basically any sort of appealing and whatever regarding the disqualification of Medina Spirit. Churchill has said that it's not going to affect the ban on Bob in 24, as, and his horses still are not eligible. Um, my guess is that they're looking for the future and just hoping that this is the last year that he gets banned. But uh, I don't know if I agree that he should be banned from everywhere. And let's face it, if there's one company that he's not going to be barred from it's the one that owns Gulfstream Park they have uh, you know welcomed him and bent over backwards for him at Santa Anita for years sure and you know I mean it, yeah, yeah, I mean he's yeah he's eligible to run there um, with fierceness I mean he, he set the bar pretty high I mean went in that Breeders Cup Juvenile by six and plus lengths he was uh, he got a huge figure for that race but yeah, you you made the great point. I mean, he's got to keep moving forward like all the top two-year-olds last year, and there will be some other three-year-olds that could come along. But he's the standard bearer for good reason right now. And, yeah, I mean, it's it, there's been a bunch of favorites win the Derby in the last couple of decades too. So um, he's the horse to beat in my eyes, but a lot can happen. Um, as far as the uh, pay, the cost of tickets, though, I mean, I can – you know, sorry, you got to pay that, Vince, but I can see him jacking it up. I can remember going to the the 2005 the Breeders' Cup at Belmont and doing the same thing, paying like the $5 or $7.50 uh, uh, clubhouse admission fee. 
so, you know, it's just like um, the way it is nowadays with these tracks. Yeah, I, and I'm going to tell you this, Vince. I mean, and by the way, there's a there's a great story on DRF.com from Dave Grenning that outlines the procedures for getting tickets and when to buy them and where to buy them and how much everything is and policies for bringing alcohol in, all that kind of stuff right on the front page, DRF.com. Um, Vince, as bad as those tickets sound, uh, the tickets for Pegasus Day at Gulfstream <laughs> are unbelievably worse. Uh, yeah. A few years ago, general admission was $100 for Pegasus Day. General admission, no seats. Now, if you want a seat uh, in their Ten Palms dining room, at least over the last few years, if you wanted a table, a table of six, it was like $600 for the table, um, plus plus whatever a mandatory getting of the buffet. And by the way, that's for the privilege to sit and watch racing on TV. Because, you know, you're inside and there's, there's thousands of other people there and you don't really have a view of the whole racetrack. So the ticket prices are high for the Belmont Racing Festival at Saratoga, but they're not as high as they could be. Um, <laughs> j- just check the ticket prices for the Pegasus and see what I'm talking about. But, uh, Vince, I'm glad you get to go to the racing festival at Saratoga. I'm jealous of that. I will not be going. I hope you have the best time, my friend, and hope you make uh, so much money during those four days that whatever you spend on seats is way in the rearview mirror, my friend. Uh, let's go back out to the phones. Charles in Mississippi, you got Bobby and James on the brisnet.com call-in show. What's going on, guys? Hey, Charles. Hey. Uh, last week, Mr. Scully, what did you ask me to do? Uh bring a horse for us give us a pick for this weekend all right in the uh at oakland tomorrow all right in the sixth race i like the three horse burlesworth i like a three one i think you can bet it ice cold ice cold maybe all right in the ninth race Okay. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Ninth go race. ahead, James. No, no, I'm, I want to hear your picks first. Go ahead. In the ninth race, I like the, uh, I think it's the, the 10 horse. The horse that broke her maiden and uh, at Churchill. Right. Uh, Lips. Say Bliss. She's 15 to 1. There you go. And in the fifth season, the notorious fifth season, Saturday, I love that the eight horse Nautical Star. Nautical Star. They got a tremendous card tomorrow with a lot of horses, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll, be in, I'll be in action pretty good. All right, right, Charles. Thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Charles. Best of luck this weekend, my friend, and uh, hopefully they have better weather at Oakland going forward the rest of the meet than what they've seen over the last few weeks. Let's get one more call in before our next break. Dennis in California, you've got Bobby and James on the brisnet.com call-in show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, Dennis, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? All good, my friend. What's going on? Hey, so I uh, I sent Mike an email, and it was on uh, I Asked the Answer last Saturday, and it pertains to uh, putting the turf course in at Prairie Meadows. 
I'm pretty sure you're the race caller there, are you not? I'm uh, unless I've been t- unless something has happened. <laughs> yes, I'm still the race caller there. So they kind of suggested to me that, or they they said that uh, it wasn't like feasible. It cost too much money, and I. I want you guys' opinion because I don't think it does cost too much money. Because if if, if tracks like Evangeline Downs and Indiana Grand and all these other tracks have turf courses, it can't be that expensive. And Canterbury's in trouble and Churchill's turf courses in you know, there's a lot of things going on there too, so I think it's a uh, I think the fields will be full. What do you guys think? Well, I appreciate the call, Dennis. So there's a lot of moving parts with that, and I appreciate that. And Dennis is talking about Prairie Meadows, which runs for five months from, from May through September, and they just have a, the, the single dirt track there. Uh, they have plenty of room at the infield, it looks like, to build a turf course, uh, but I don't think they've ever had interest in doing so. Um, my biggest question, aside from the price, which I don't know what the price is. Obviously, it's not cheap to put in a turf course, um, and it's certainly – not cheap to make, to get the turf course to be in the condition you wanted. And we've seen bigger tracks around the country have nothing but problems with turf courses over the last four or five years or so. But my question is, where are you getting these turf horses from that time of year? You mentioned something about Churchill. For the most part, Dennis, not all, but for the most part, the horses that are running regularly on the turf at Churchill are probably not going to be running on the turf at Prairie Meadows. First of all, the purses are significantly higher in Kentucky. And let's face it, the caliber of horse most of the time is better than what you see at Prairie Meadows. Canterbury Park, yeah, they're they're having some issues. And I would say if there was a point where Canterbury Park uh, was looking to stop racing, that maybe those talks would come about because Canterbury runs a lot on the turf. But even though Canterbury's in trouble, I don't think that that's, I don't think they're looking at that. Um, They've been around for, what is it, about 35 years now, something like that. Um, And uh, their turf racing is fun. They're having a lot of purse issues up there and their meat's getting shorter and they're having some, you know, they're having money issues. But I, I don't know, James, and maybe you can help out with this. If a place like Prairie Meadows put a turf course in it where would they be drawing horses from i mean indy horseshoe indianapolis i keep calling it indiana grant horseshoe indianapolis has a foothold now they're close enough to the places in kentucky that people don't even have to stable in, in indiana they can stable in kentucky and you know make the two or three hour trek north uh on race day to run on the turf there um you, you know you're i don't think they would be drawing any horses from the east coast or from down in Florida. So, I, I mean, is it something? I, I just don't know where these horses would come from. Uh, it doesn't seem like there would be room for both Canterbury and Prairie Meadows to have turf racing. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, I I can see why people desire a turf course, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I just don't know the uh, dynamics of that situation, though. So, I mean, you know a lot better than I do. Yeah, and, and let's face it, I you know, it, it's easy to play around, and and I've done it many times, play around with money that's not mine and say, why don't we do this, why don't we do that? I don't know reality what the cost is of putting that in and maintaining it, uh, you know, so it's available for both training and racing 
uh, each season. But it's a great question, Dennis. Appreciate it. And uh, enjoy your 2024 racing calendar. All right, we are going to take a break. If you're on the phone, please hang on. We'll get to you right after the break. This is the brisnet.com call-in show on HRRN. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com performance plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at Brisnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips, plus size stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet is the handicapper's edge. The race is on at Sam Houston Race Park. Get in on exciting thoroughbred racing action every weekend. Join us Saturday, January 27th for the Houston Racing Festival with five stakes races, contests, a jockey trainer meet and greet, and more. Plus, Sam Houston is the place for live music and great drink specials every Friday, along with the best Sunday brunch around. Race in for all the excitement, starting with the Houston Racing Festival at Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details. Race the Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void were prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, this is Kurt Becker. Join me each week on the Equine Forum as I take you on a stroll through racing history presented by Keeneland. This week, I look back at the racing career of Swale. Listen live on the Equine Forum every Saturday morning on Sirius 162 or XM207 or visit our website at horseracingradio.net to access the archives and enjoy past editions. It's a stroll through racing history with me, Kurt Becker, presented by Keeneland, only here on HRRN. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back. Brisnet.com call-in show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Number to get in, 888-966-4776. Today's the final day to get your free 2024 racing calendar, courtesy of Twin Spires and Brisnet. For anyone who calls in this evening, we go out to the phones. Andy in West Lafayette, Indiana. Welcome to the Brisnet.com call-in show. Hey, guys. I'm late tuning in this evening, so I'm not sure what your subjects have been, but I got a couple questions for you, completely unrelated. So I preface my first question with, uh, I don't play a lot, but I play on the Saturday stakes cards, and I hadn't played since the Malibu 
And so I was really looking forward to the Lacan. So I did all the work and did all the work. And, and, and uh, there was a really a horse I wanted to feature. I think it was a Brandon Walsh horse and Bradley that scratched out. And I got done looking right before I was getting ready to place my bets. And I said, Andy, you really probably shouldn't do this because this is probably a chalk fest. And guess what? It was. So my question is, have you guys ever been in that position where you do all the work, get ready to do it, and you look back and say, I don't think there's any value here today. I don't think I'm going to play. Well, absolutely. I do yeah. have. And, and I'll, I'll say this, James. I think in, in my experience – most people don't do that. I think that it's, it, it's self-control that's hard to have. When you've talked to yourself, it, you know, when you've kind of planned on betting a certain horse and you may think that you were going to get three, four, five to one on him and he's somewhere around eight to five, a lot of people will still pull the trigger on that. And uh, it sounds like Andy is one of the few that has enough restraint to say, hey, this is this is not what I think I should be getting. I'm going to pass. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the discipline to do that, uh, it, it's, it's tough, you know, for, for most horse players, uh, you know, but in this situation, like over a two or three day stretch where, you know, whether it's like a bunch of a chalk fest, like Andy said, or just my picks aren't running well, uh, you know, it's that realization that you're, you're just not feeling it or you just don't feel it, uh, you know, it can it can prove beneficial. I mean, you'll save yourself a lot of money by, by like stopping when, you know, in that position, because some days, you know, like he said, I mean, of course, there's there are there are uh, uh, last year's Belmont Stakes Day was a good example when there were five consecutive like favorites one in a row. Uh, just not a lot of opportunity for value for the horse players on, on certain big stakes days. All right. Well, what else? An- what else, Andy? Well, I hate to tell you all, but. I did bet, and I got the $12.65 late pick four. But I will tell you, James, I did enroll in your option, and I got $1.79 on Monday. So that was good. But nice. all fun. But uh, uh, just curious also what your thoughts are on the last futures wager we had, and if you saw anything that appealed to you or if you uh, what your thoughts were on that. I thought it had good opportunity doing things with the all others in an exact situation as we don't know what's going on there. And I also thought that uh, uh, fierceness at eight to one was a pretty good deal. So I'm curious what y'all thought. Appreciate the call, Andy. All right, James, I know that you watch these future wagers pretty closely. What did you think about uh, maybe some value in pool three? Um, well, I mean, you know, fierceness is a horse that, you know, if you want to take a stand early and you're getting eight to one, you know, I mean, whether it was uh, Nyquist or America Pharaoh or, I mean, there's been other horses that have come along and have been favorites and, and people have looked forward to have played them uh, just to cash at bigger odds and they get on Derby Day. Um, one of the big surprises for me was that Sierra Leone was bet down uh, to the second uh, individual choice, 13 to one after fierceness. And I mean, and he was like a couple points like lower than locked or anybody else. And, you know, he comes off a no second in the Remsen where I thought he hung. I mean, it was a good race. He and Dornick, but uh, you know, we had a caller earlier, I guess, Tom talking about the quality of the comp uh, that Sierra Leone's going to the risen star. 
Uh, you got Honor Marie, won the Kentucky Jockey Club, coming back in that. So there's going to be better competition in, in those upcoming fairground stakes. And yeah, those those were my thoughts. I, I played a couple of long shot plays. Uh, I like this horse Sneed a little bit. That uh, is a, a, a late runner for uh, Brendan Walsh and uh, did bet uh, and bet a couple other horses. But uh, just take, like, you know, big prices at this point is often my strategy, Bobby, not to invest a lot, but, uh, you know, take a, a few plays on horses that are big odds. I appreciate the call, Andy, and uh, enjoy that 2024 racing calendar. Let's go out to the phones again. Pat in Hot Springs, you're on the brisnet.com call-in show. Well, hi from Hot Springs. <clears throat> it's not raining, and it's 65 degrees, so that's a good thing. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the fifth season uh, on Saturday. Uh, two of the horses in there scratched from uh, the fairgrounds on, on Saturday, and uh, the favorite's out of New York, and I was wondering, I, I assume those horses haven't missed any works. None of the Oakland horses have put in any work since uh, January the 11th, and I wonder how much you might emphasize that in terms of your handicapping. That's a great question, Pat. Appreciate the call. So uh, as you may or may not know, uh, the track has been closed for several days at Oakland Park, not only um, closed for racing but closed for training as well uh when the track freezes at oaklawn park as it did last week they are not able to put chemicals on the track to uh basically stop it from freezing because it's located in a national park they're just it's just against the law there at oaklawn so uh horses that were based at oaklawn basically sitting in the barn every day unless they're you know being uh cool walked around the shed row but basically not much exercise and that's a good question, uh, James. W what do you do with these Oaklawn-based runners? Does it matter to you that you know some of them have missed four or five days of training, maybe a week of training? Well, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Sure. I mean, especially if there's a potential, like in the, you know, I think in a lot of the races, you know, you're going to have a lot of the horses are based at Oaklawn, so they're all in the same boat. But if it's a stakes race and, and you have horses that are shipping in that have been training regularly at the fairgrounds or someplace else, uh, yeah, it would seem to be an edge. I mean, this situation happened before, back, uh, I guess, in, in 2000, two years ago, where uh, the, the track shut down for at least a week. And, uh, and then they came back and uh, uh, like Elusive Quality, who won the Southwest that was delayed that year, won the race. Uh, he shipped in at fairgrounds because like Brad Cox and. Steve Asmus and they have horses at fairgrounds that are training there and then they'll ship them in to run at Oakland. So that's where the, the kind of spot where I think it, it might be an edge, but uh, you know, it's, 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 I, I don't have any uh, uh, data on that. It's all speculation. Interesting question though. And Pat obviously serious about handicapping and uh, wants to look at that fifth season, uh, which takes place on Saturday race that was supposed to go last weekend. It got pushed back to this weekend and all the stakes from this weekend pushed back to next weekend, including the Southwest, uh, the Martha Washington, and the King Cotton. All right, uh, we are going to take one last break. When we come back, phone lines are still open. If you'd like to call in, 888-966-4776 is the number. We're also going to get James's best bet of the weekend. Find out about any specials going on at Brisnet and Twin Spires. Final segment coming up on the brisnet.com call-in show. 
This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call, call now. 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com performance plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at Brisnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, sire stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet is the handicapper's edge. Race to Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void were prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Trainer Talk, presented by Phasing Tipton. Please join me in welcoming Hall of Fame trainer Todd Fletcher. Hall of Fame trainer Nick Zito on Trainer Talk. Welcome Hall of Famer Bob Baffert to the program. Hall of Fame trainer Shug McGahee, nice enough to spend some time with us. Hall of Fame trainer Bill Mott here on Trainer Talk. Dual Hall of Fame trainer Mark Cassie. Trainer Talk, the biggest names in horse racing. Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Sirius 162, XM 207, and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back. Final segment on tonight's edition of the brisnet.com call-in show. Number to get in, 888-966-4776. If you're on the lines, hold on. We'll get you in just a moment. First of all, uh, James, what's going on at Brisnet and Twin Spires this week? Well, uh, Brisnet, obviously, going to have uh, plenty of reports, uh, all, all, all the handicapping reports for Pegasus World Cup Day, along with past performances. We're going to have uh, you know full card analysis, uh, best bad, spotlight selections, uh, Bruno with the workout report uh, have lots of information, including on like race two, which is a dynamite maiden special weight for three year olds and, and much, much more. So check out uh, brisnet.com for all your handicapping uh, needs. And at Twin Spires, we've got uh, a good Pegasus money back uh, promotion going on, finish second or third and in, in select races. I know the last six stakes are included. We'll give you uh, give you money back and. We have points promos at uh, fairgrounds at Turfway, so uh, visit uh, TwinSpires.com. Make sure to opt in for the uh, our promos. A lot of options for your best bet of the weekend. Where are we headed, James? Bobby, I landed on uh, race number eleven, and granted, uh, I've heard a couple people pick against uh, the, you know, take taking a shot in there with the other horses, but I like number eleven, Tumba Rumba. And I really think this this is just a, a horse last year, a gelding that uh, ran a couple sprints, 
Uh, they tried him long on turf. He didn't run it well there. Went back to sprints, and, and he ran okay. But I thought he really took a step forward with stretching out to a mile, and that was Park Derby, three back. Really ran a good uh, race to uh, win that stake. Got a, a big figure, and he's come al- along and built upon it with a uh, head third in the Oklahoma Derby where he had a tough inside trip, I thought. And then even last time in that Louisiana Classic, he was gaining on Touch Upon a Star, who ran the fastest dirt race of the uh, fairgrounds meet in that uh, Louisiana Champions. He's won like nine of his last ten. His only uh, loss is a runner-up in a grade three. That was a big effort last time. Tumbarumba, better at a mile. I love the cutback. I love the outside post. I love Luis Saez. I got number 11 in race 11 at uh, Goldstream Park. All right, the Fred Hooper Stakes Grade 3 event, race 11, horse 11, Tumbarumba uh, in the 11th race on the Saturday card at Gulfstream, James's best bet of the weekend. Let's go back out to the phone. Shane in North Carolina, you've got Bobby and James on the brisnet.com call-in show. Hey, Bobby and James, how's it going? All good, Shane. Good, good. I'm a long-time listener. I listen to you guys every week. I'm a first-time caller. Um, so it's, it's great to get in touch with you guys and it's, it's great here in North Carolina. We have finally legalized, you know, sports betting. So, uh, middle of March, I'll be able to start placing some bets, uh, just in time, you know, for the Derby trail heating up. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Oh, Glad good. you get a See, calendar too. There is news I didn't know. So that's great. Yeah, we, it's been a long time coming, but, but finally we're going to get it. So I, I won't keep you. I just, Mike, we saw, I saw two really good horses last week. Um, you know, with Track Phantom, um, look great, and um, and also Hall of Fame. So I guess my question is, what are your thoughts on those two horses moving forward? And you know, we're a hundred days out uh, from the Derby. Which of those two do you think maybe has the best shot? Uh, you know, to to you know hit the board or maybe even win it. How how great would it be for Steve to to win it with, um, you know, win it this year with Track Phantom, especially after. Uh, you know, the heartbreak he's had, you know, um, with Epicenter. I appreciate the call, Shane. What would even be funnier, James, is that one of the owners of Track Phantom is Bob Baffert's attorney, Clark Brewster. Uh, So that would be kind of funny if uh, Track Phantom did get the job done in the Derby. I would guess, James, that most people would think that uh, Hall of Fame is the horse who's going to be better of those two. Yeah, a $1.4 million son of Gunrunner. He won by 10 and a half lengths, stretching out to two turns in a maiden race. Those maiden races on the comp to Risen Star Days have had a lot of produced like good horses in the past. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see because Track Phantom, uh, Joel Rosario wrote him, and he also wrote Hall of Fame. And if they're both, both in the Risen Star, he's going to be picking between the two. And I mean, maybe Track Phantom could beat him. And, you know, I would give Track Phantom the edge in the Risen Star just because he's battle-tested and has that experience. But a long-term projection, uh, I think it's easy to uh, project of uh, uh, big, big, you know, success down the road and maybe in the immediate future for Hall of Fame. All right, great question, though, Shane. And uh, glad that you're going to be in action shortly. And uh, love the fact that uh, there are folks in North Carolina who are huge racing fans like you are. Uh, good luck on the road to this year's Kentucky Derby. Let's go back out to the phones. Teresa in Arkansas. You've got Bobby and James on the brisnet.com call-in show. Hi. Um, I just want to say, so my one of my horses that I like a lot tomorrow racing at Oakland is Lucky Boss 
in race 10. But my question is, um, how does the distribution of the purse money work if there's a disqualification, especially if there's a disqualification after the race is official, say like months or years later, like maximum security? Does Do the owners that originally won the purse money, did they have to give that back? All right, so that is a great question, Teresa. And um, if in normally in a situation like that, yes, they would have to give it back. In this case, though, uh, the owners of maximum security never got the $10 million purse uh, because it was very quickly afterwards uh, that that shenanigans were happening. So uh, this entire time, the, the $10 million has been held by whoever it is there, the, the Saudi racing, whatever it's called over there. And they would simply uh, use that winner's $10 million and distribute that to the connections of the second, third, fourth, whatever, whatever the positions are to elevate them one higher in a pay level than what they were. But, but it's, it's a great question, James, because, you know, listen, uh, this, is, this is not the only time horses have been disqualified well after the race went official. I mean, uh, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes it can take a long time. And, yeah, the, owner, you know, the owners do have to give the money back. Yeah, I don't, but but they don't disperse the. Uh, I mean, do they wait for the any horses they tested for the results to come back before they disperse the payouts? I think at least in stakes races they do. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah but I'm I'm, exactly I mean, th- there sure. there could be you know it could be something that happens you know in an in an overnight race it it could. Uh, I mean, thankfully it I doesn't think- happen that often. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they would, if they had gotten the money, yes, uh, that's, uh, uh, and, and I think it's probably in the fine print of like the condition books and something like that, that, uh, in cases like that, yes, you know, uh, they would be responsible for it, but it's a very interesting question. And obviously when you're talking about the biggest purse in all of racing, um, that's a whole lot of simoleons that are on the way. By the way, Jeff Bloom just had a birthday yesterday. I almost wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure he got some smarmy remarks about, uh, you know, here uh, you can Venmo me uh, anytime you want. Yeah. I'm a little short on cash because he's the principal owner of Midnight Bisu, who the Philly or the mayor actually at the time, who was the runner-up to maximum security in the first ever running of the Saudi Cup. And uh, I believe that means that uh, he'll go from – you know, they go from getting whatever it is, three or four million dollars to ten million dollars. So exactly, he's going to have yeah. a nice little cha-ching notice on his phone sometime. Everybody soon. else will get some too. Uh, whoever in third or fourth, the um, uh, that race is shaping up though to be pretty good this year with Wada Barrio. I thought Saudi Crown looked uh, dynamite in his four-year-old return. You're going to have those Japanese horses, uh, uh, you know. D- Derma Satagate and that Ushba Tesoro and others. So it looks like it'd be a pretty uh, pretty good race next month. I don't know what to do with Ushba Tesoro. I really liked him a lot in this year's Breeders' Cup Classic, and he stunk. That he one turn mile in eighth could be a little bit tricky for both those Japanese horses. I would. Th- I wonder if they they might be better suited to that Dubai World Cup uh, distance around two turns. But uh, but you know you got to respect both of them because they're so classy. 
Uh, we haven't even mentioned the Pegasus World Cup on Saturday or the Pegasus World Cup on turf. Uh, no, and they're but, both good races. I, I, I talked a little bit about it earlier on the previous show. You know, you don't have the star power of Arrogate and California Chrome or Gunrunner and, and uh, names like that and, or Nick's Go in this year's. But I thought uh, both the, the Pegasus World Cup and the World Cup turf, in fact, even the, the Philly Marys, I think they're fantastic betting puzzles. I do, too. I think they're deep uh, races. At least, you know, I thought the Pegasus uh, uh, World Cup came up real deep. I mean, real competitive. I mean, yeah, you've got a, you got a solid uh, two top two choices on the morning line. But, you know, you can make a case for a lot of horses in there. And, and, and it was good to see a, a big field. And I, I thought that warm heart added an element of intrigue to the uh, uh, Pegasus World Cup turf. I'm a big fan of integration. And his price would have been super short without her in there. So I, I thought it was a, just a, all the stakes races. I mean, you look at the start of the late pick six. Uh, they all got big fields. Like five of them are like 12 or more, and then the other one's 10. So uh, I think it's it, – it, I, I thought it was a great uh, betting card, and I've been doing some work on it. look forward to doing some more, Bobby. Well, what they did is they drew both the Pegasus card and the next day's Sunday card on the same day, last Sunday. And I think – that gave the racing office a chance to pick and choose, you know, which are the biggest fields and whatever to all put on that Saturday card, knowing that that's a day, listen, other than Florida Derby Day, it's the biggest day of the year at Gulfstream Park. And uh, price-wise, price it's, it's a very expensive day to actually go to the races on hand. I know Vince from Buffalo, not super thrilled with the prices that he's encountering or go, going to encounter with the Belmont Racing Festival at Saratoga uh, this June, but those prices way below what you'd have to pay at Florida Derby Day or Pegasus Day at Gulfstream, where um, I mean they they stick. The Pegasus Day bad. is a party. I mean, a lot of people aren't even there for the racing at all. I mean, even they can watch it on TV. But uh, well, that's good that they're not. It's good that they're not there for the races because most of the people who are there probably can't see the races except on TV. <laughs> but that's another story. Hey, listen, they got a big statue there. They should be happy with that. They got yeah. a nice big statue and about four seats outside to watch the races. You can stand on the stairs, I believe, if you're a horseman. Yeah, and uh, like I said, a few years, a few years. Well, a horseman, you don't have to pay to get in, but a few years ago, it was actually a hundred dollar general admission to go there. Mm-hmm. I think the year that uh, City of Light won, it was uh, it was a hundred dollar general admission. I hope it's a good, exciting race. There's been a lot of lopsided wins in this. Um, you know, even last year, you know, our collector, he did provide an upset, but, I mean, he, like, blew the doors off him. I'd like to see a thrilling finish, uh, uh, whatever way it goes. Well, if somebody blows the doors off this field, they're going to probably have run better than they've ever run before because it just doesn't look like there's anyone in that field that's a going to blow the doors off the rest of them kind of a horse. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I think National Treasure is a deserving favorite off of that big race of the Breeders' Cup or mile. But, you know, he's going to have to uh, he's going to have to step it up at a mile and an eighth, you know, considering his recent efforts at that distance. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, I, I think obviously you, National Treasure gets out to the lead by himself and that that enhances his chances. Uh, the horse that uh, everybody else that's trying to beat him really needs his hoist of gold to come firing like he did in the cigar mile and, and then you can maybe get a decent pace that could set it up for some stalkers or late runners 
Interesting. By the way, you mentioned Warm Heart and integration running in the Pegasus World Cup Turf Invitational. Warm Heart's nine to five on the morning line. Integration is three to one. Do you think you get three to one on integration? Nah, I'm, I'm skeptical. Two to one. All right. It's been a fun edition of the Brisnet.com call-in show. Our thanks to uh, everyone who called in. Enjoy your 2024 racing calendars, courtesy of Brisnet and Twin Spires. Our thanks to all the listeners as well. For our producer, Lee Delapina, my co-host, James Scully, I'm Bobby Newman. Thank you so much for joining in this evening. A reminder, tomorrow, Betting with Bobby, live 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. We're covering action from Aqueduct, Gulfstream, Oaklawn, Santa Anita, and Fairgrounds. And then we've got the weekend stakes preview tomorrow night. Bob Nastanovich and myself are going to look at 12 races from around the country this Saturday, including all seven graded stakes on that Gulfstream card. That's going to wrap it up tonight. Have a great night, everybody.